everybody listening to this. This is the Midnight Terrors podcast, episode three. And Midnight Terror. <laughs> that's become your that's become your trademark there is uh, yeah, my, doing yeah, that either at the beginning or at the end. You'll just rotate and go with the feeling I'll, every time. I'll probably do it on both, but there it's, it's fun. There we go. <laughs> it's fun. You'll you'll actually sing over the theme song later. We'll just dub your voice into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when uh, when we finish up, like when the TikTok and the clock chimes, <laughs> I'll just do the midnight terror. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, all right, but go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, Bucky. Yeah. I should have placed a bet that you would say something about my name being Bucky as the podcast got started here, because that's happened, I think, on every episode. So yeah, pretty much. That'll just be the running gag through the entirety of this podcast. But anyway, of to course. everybody else listening, thank you for checking this out. Hope you guys have enjoyed the first few episodes that we have done. This is episode. What episode number did I say before, Jason? Um, this is gonna this is gonna end up being four, I think. Okay, I don't know if I said three at the beginning of this. This is episode four of the Midnight Terrors yeah. podcast, and we've got a little game that we're gonna do for this episode. If I said episode three, just ignore it, or I'll take it out. Whatever. <laughs> um, but we've got a little game that we're going to do here, and uh, Jason, or Diamond, whichever you prefer, we are not doing this alone, are we? No, we are not. Um, we are taking on our first guest, which we are super excited about, um, and I will be Diamond, Kevin will be Bucky, and then we have got Mr. J, who we are super excited to have on. Um, he is also probably going to be a super frequent guest. Uh, he's he's very in the same vein as myself and and Bucky as far as our our love for horror um, and music and and everything included. So um, we're very happy to have him here. And actually, before we kind of get into the episode, uh, I would think that. Um, kind of with episode one um what we want to do is just get a little bit of information about him or get his background so Absolutely. yeah you want to say you want to say hey mr j he's going to be mr j mr j mr j mr j yes i'm so glad we did this is what we're gonna call him we're gonna call him mr j i'm so glad we got that together jason Mr. Yes, J. Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> let's uh let's let's just take a few seconds. Um let's talk about your introduction to horror. Like okay, uh so. what's your what's your first uh horror movie that sticks with you? Um and, and you know, where'd you come from? So that is a that's a that's a deep question because for me it goes back <laughs> as far as the old Walt Disney cartoons where the, there's the transformation scenes in I mean you think back to movies like Pinocchio that transformation Oof. scene when that kiddo is getting transformed that was that was pretty out there um, wow you're diving yeah nightmare nightmare fueled into, that transformation come on I was always into <laughs> these characters that in a way I felt like I could relate to them a little more than other characters. This whole Frankenstein's monster thing of um, mm -hmm. didn't really ask to be where he was. Didn't really, he's not different. He's just himself, but people are treating him like he's different. So I always felt like it was very relatable. 
But I think to me, horror was always more of this art form where anything goes. And I always liked that. Even as a kid, I just, I loved that there could be anything. And so it's funny how I feel like even movies like The Wizard of Oz kind of had these horror elements because maybe I didn't have the language with which to explain it at the time. But it's weird to watch this movie that's being presented almost like it's a theater, like a, like a stage theater deal. Mm-hmm. Because they just filmed. So it's theater makeup, it's theater sets, it's painted backgrounds. And there was just something as a kid, I'm like, this feels weird. This feels it, off and different. <laughs> and that, and, I was well, and that's, that's, that's a really different take um to be honest um yeah definitely which, which i think is pretty impressive um because all of all of my horror background you know came from definitely um like theatrical but you talking about you know these kind of like staged or or you know old school films like the wars of the Oz that you know had aspects that tripped you out or had aspects oh, yeah. of it that uh were different like that's um that's a that's a different take and that's well, it definitely cool. spoke to me and it pulled me in in a different way mm-hmm. like i found myself drawn to this and i of course i didn't understand why um i didn't understand it as horror i just knew i i i felt drawn to it it was interesting to me it was delivered in a way that felt different and i think it wasn't until much later in life, I started realizing, and my, my parents realizing more before I did, like, I don't just watch <laughs> movies for entertainment, but but for the art behind it. And so there yeah. would be these movies that you're like, I don't, I don't know if it's not good, but it's excellent. And it's, it, it isn't about do you like it or not? It's like, that's not, that's not the question. I mean, you know, I think a movie everybody can understand, like, you look at like Schindler's List or The Passion of the Christ. No one's watching that because they're like, "This is great," <laughs> right? But, <laughs> yeah. but it's true. Yeah. But it is. It is different, and the point isn't entertainment. And so, for me, it it kind of went to that direction as as well. <clears throat> well, so you and I come from a, a very similar uh, like background. Uh, so, so uh, both of us. Uh, you know, our parents are, you know, very good friends and both of us come from kind of a, a, a deeply Christian and, uh, you know, church-based background. Um, yep. And, uh, of course, horror is is not looked well upon. Um, no. Uh, even though there's nothing, there's... Uh, it's okay. It's okay for it to be there. <laughs> sure. I think it's it, like anything. It's all about judging the fruit. You know, good tree can't produce bad fruit. Bad tree can't produce good fruit. But again, I think if you're, if you're dealing with people who purely watch movies for an entertainment quality, I get why they'd be like, you want to watch this? Right. Oh my gosh. And it's like, no, that's not exactly how, like I remember watching Jim Ensign's creature workshop all the time in the late 80s. I just loved seeing how they were doing these things and learning about Tom Savini and K&B and Greg Nicotero. And Absolutely. Rick Baker and all these things. 
it was incredible to me. So it wasn't so much, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch these horrible things happen. No, no, no. It was, it was, there, there were these magic tricks being pulled off right in front of your eyes. And for the sake of advancing the story, maybe, or uh, making you feel something. And again, I love that in horror, almost anything goes. You can have comedy, you can have romance, you can have drama. It is this boundaryless thing. I mean, everyone's talking about the end of Stranger Things, and they're all like, "Am I the only one who cried at the end?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it it's like, dude, there's no boundaries. Like, it's got a lot of heart. It's got a whole lot of heart. But if all you see it as is, you know, these these all these troublesome kids, and they're probably doing these rebellious things and they're not very reverent to adults. And it's like, dude, that's not, that's not quite the point. Um, right. But heck, even, I mean, golly, even it would, it's, it's, it's hard to take a movie, even like passion of the Christ and not think, Hey, this, this could easily go into the horror category here. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could, you could easily throw it into the, <laughs> the saw yeah. genre or like whatever yeah. because i mean it it it, it is it's brutal it's it's that physical what they call torture born um yeah. and that's that's an uncomfortable thing for people to realize right but it it there it is i mean in the end there it is you know well so so, yeah. so before we dig in we're gonna we're gonna kind of do like a this or that um uh and 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 get into the like kind of the main theme of the episode um but in our first episode kevin and i uh dug into like what was what was the first movie that you saw that really kind of scared the crap out of you or just like really <laughs> uh, like it just really the golden question uh, yeah yeah and i i hit on kevin would you hit uh it and the grudge yeah it and the yeah. grudge um and then i hit on fire in the sky um and uh also texas chainsaw massacre um which i think we talked about like uh part of the first episode was me watching the the <laughs> countdown just being like when is this going to be over yeah, man. um but yeah so yeah so what is uh do you do you have one that like just mess you up and that you you just remember i absolutely do i would say don't judge me but this is so odd <laughs> that i feel like it's just there's no way but to go what i have met a few other people who say the same thing okay so here we go the only movie so far that has ever scared me um this is this is so stupid <laughs> so <laughs> no judgment here buddy i oh get ready you're gonna be like hey okay some judgment <laughs> <laughs> the, the anticipation um, is killing me here <laughs> yeah the only movie that has ever scared me was et you know et you know i actually e. am not too surprised by that because jason i don't know how long it's been since you've seen et because because E.T., the opening, kind of plays out like the beginning of a horror movie before you actually see E.T. Well, well, the kids, uh-huh. the kids love it. Um, and, I, I, and I've seen it uh, a lot of times 
um, with the kids because they like it so much. Um, so I, I've like it. nightmare fuel for me for really a good bit of my childhood. We're talking like the only movie that's given me bad dreams as a kid. Wow, I'm really? So scared. You gotta understand. I grew up on a farm, so even these little things uh, like okay. that are supposed to be playful in the movie, mm -hmm. like I'm gonna throw this ball into the cornfield. Oh, it came back. No, sir. If that happened, <laughs> in, mm, so no. If I threw a ball in the cornfield and it came back, I'm gonna send a message back on a bullet. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's so a, that's so that's really an interesting me? pick. As yeah. a kid who spent time in cornfields, and again, I'm talking like I must have was like six or seven. Five, six, seven. Sure. It, it completely freaked me out. You know, E.T. getting sick. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. Not trusting the government. Um, still, still a little nervous about the government. But, um, <laughs> like, I mean, it, so many things just piled on top of each other. The way he's running after the, the spaceship screaming. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's a little like, I'm like running after it. Yeah, kid, I was, I was not, <laughs> I was not having that, man. I had, yeah, dude. So, and I'm over here watching these other things, and it's fine. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is endearing. I understand the the plight of Frankenstein's monster, a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, I remember so, doing that in my stocking for Christmas, and then ET comes along, and it's like, you know what? You're gonna go to counseling now. <laughs> Well, so Jason, well, and Jason, let's let's think about this. So you were talking about the ball being thrown back out of the out of the shed. Here's a little yeah. bit of uh, horror trivia, I guess. What other movie do we know? Uh, Jason, here's a hint. You may have mentioned it on Ooh. the first episode. Uh, what other movie do we know of where a ball was thrown back at someone, possibly in a cellar? Oh God. I can't even think right now. You know it, Jason. Get it. So I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. So Jason's an encyclopedia. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, broken, I'm a broken encyclopedia. Fair enough. I'm remembering. I'm remembering it. Oh, uh, I um uh, is uh, conjuring. You got it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. That All right. that yeah. just goes to show, though, how. Because E.T. was in the 80s. That just goes to show how deeply rooted horror is in all types of genres. Mm -hmm. You know, Wizard of Oz definitely has elements in there. Passion of the Christ you touched on. Um, and to everybody listening, I actually have a book recommendation that I was studying with a friend of mine way back um, in like 2020. We were going through it as part of like a like a Bible study. Um, yeah. the, the book is called Christian Horror and the sub text oh. is on the compatibility of a biblical worldview and the horror genre. And Oh yeah, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's by a guy That's named good. Mike Duran and it's him dissecting how horror is not only ingrained in all forms of pop culture, all genres of pop culture, but it's just ingrained in human nature as well and you find elements of Absolutely. it in, you know, the 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 things that happen in the Bible. Um, Absolutely. and it's a, it's a really cool read and, and kind of, um, it, it opens you up a little more with the, with the horror genre and how the horror genre is pretty, 
um, enlightening about the the heavy stuff that we may yeah. encounter in the world. And uh, so, yeah, Christian Horror by Mike Duran. Uh, for everybody listening, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. I haven't. Now, I know there well, are quite a few Christian Horror blogs out there that are like, I mean, they may not call themselves Christian Horror, but I know mm-hmm. the people that are, they are Christians and they're just saying, hey, like, here's how I view this movie as as someone who loves Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, horror. Oh, my gosh. It there are so many things, but it's easy to get distracted by some of the more loud elements of it, I guess you could say. Of course. Um, and again, if it, it's, it's kind of like anything. If 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 you don't like it, then it's, it's not for you. Um, if if it's troublesome to you, then it's not for you. There's. There's a reason I don't I don't do everything. I mean, there's there are times where I mean, hey, we, you you guys we we were talking earlier today about certain movies that are like I just I don't get a whole lot of I don't even get a lot of film quality out of this. This just seems like we're just going to show a lot of disturbing images for no reason mm-hmm. and then call it a movie. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, I, I don't I I I, I just <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's there's also some interesting acts aspects that they've thrown in, um, especially with like um, say what you want on Dracula 2000. I I actually like the movie a lot. Love it. Um, but <laughs> love it. Throwing it in that you know Dracula is Judas, and the whole reason that he doesn't. Oh yeah, he, I forgot. The whole about reason that. that he doesn't like. Uh, you know, silver is because, you know, he, he gave the pieces of silver oh, up. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. forgot all about that um, point in that movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good, uh, it was, it was a good way to tie in, um, you know, that vampire aspect oh, yeah. and, and explain it. it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not the typical, like oh they're just vampires because they're vampires, but it was yeah it was Judas was the original vampire, um, and he didn't like silver because he gave up silver to betray Christ and you know hung himself and uh, yeah it was it was a cool one yeah Dracula um, two thousand is a good time we uh, we could have, yeah it we was, could have it a was field day cool. with uh, Man, with discussing that on the podcast it's, it, it was just a cool twist to put on it. For sure, I and that. but yeah, I mean, I think the idea of man's inhumanity toward man, the total depravity, the the need of a savior, that's all throughout horror anyway. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, rising above all that stuff. I mean, golly, not to even man, we could jump into how many '80s films are just like PSAs for like um living in a. <laughs> Um, I oh yeah, say legalistic way. It's like don't drink. Don't, yeah, no premarital sex. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr- like it's literally like wow, y'all are like taking like straight. St- <laughs> I mean, yeah, hard, it's hard. Not yeah, to, yeah. It's, it's hard not yeah. To it's it. it's full on. Um, don't do this. Um, here's punishments oh, right away. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh obey uh you know basic <laughs> traditional yeah. christian um thing you know premarital sex like you said no drinking like 
know doing anything that like kids oh, yeah. aren't supposed to do. Yeah, and 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 especially <laughs> with the eighties. Yeah, especially with eighties. I mean, that was huge. Um, yeah, golden age of the know, sla- of you, the slasher, right there. Like we talked about. On, yeah, when you look on the at the first episode. Yeah, when you when you look at Halloween, when you look at uh, you know, um, Friday Thirteenth, like all that stuff is just like it's it's hardcore rooted in just like if <laughs> if you do anything that is kind of outside of what is expected of you, then you're dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But horror is, horror is often a way to cope with culture and what we're going through. I mean, after September 11th, horror changed. After Vietnam, horror changed. After, oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many significant events that cultures kind of grapple with via this medium, this storytelling, the even you go back to how Shakespeare handled things and yeah. all this stuff. I mean, it's there. It's a, it's a coping mechanism for some. It's a way to understand it for others. It's a, it's, it's a way to tell these stories and almost in a way sometimes get some power over them in a time when you may not feel like you have a lot of um, way to get power over things. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Well, I think that's well, a. Sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Um, no, I wasn't trying to cut you off. Um, no, you're good, buddy. Uh, let's hit up because um, I'm really excited about this. Actually, um, yeah. doing a, a this or that episode. Um, yeah. I think we'll we'll all have a lot to say about it. Um, so let's 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 dive in. Let's dive into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh Kev, you have the categories and everything, so um, you know, shoot them off or well, shoot off first one or you know, whatever, and I'll let you go first and then we'll just we'll just uh go where we wanna go. So I think this is gonna lead to some really cool discussion. So as Jason just said, everybody, we are doing a little horror this or that. Um it is what it sounds like. It's just we are, we are given two different um, categories or subjects or characters, and we have to basically decide which one we would pick between the two. And I think the way I want to do this is I'm going to read the questions. We've got, I believe, about 10 here. And I'm going to read the questions, and we're going to sort of go round robin. We'll each just give our answer. And then we'll just kind of let the discussion flow for a few minutes uh, on each one of those. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, I'm totally down. Um, and I'll I'll let Mr. J go first because uh, he uh, <laughs> he usually has a lot more to say than I do. <laughs> so I'll read the question. You just tell you just say which one you pick, and then we'll go to Jason. Jason, you say what you pick. I'll say what I pick, and then we'll go back and discuss our uh, our decisions. Sure. All right. So the first this or that, we're just diving on in right here. This or that horror edition, the first question is slasher or psychological? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going right for the jugular with this first question. We were... We were actually before before we hardcore dive into it. Um, 
Kevin proposed it. Uh, Bucky proposed it last night um, and uh, pulled up the categories and he was reading them off to me. And I was like, uh, I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Um, yeah, this, is, dip- so this is difficult it's, stuff right it's, here. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, but that's the fun part about it. So, yeah. What um, is your answer here for this first question? What you got? So, Slasher or moment, psychological? In this moment, while there, while there are redeeming qualities of both, I would probably jump more towards psychological, and I'll explain why I probably should have picked the other later. <laughs> you have like buyer's remorse already after just saying it. I heard the I heard the pain in your voice just saying that answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I love that you said buyer's remorse too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jason, what yeah. you got? What you going for? Um, psychological versus slasher. Um, uh, I'm going psychological on this one. Gotcha. Uh, so that leaves me. Oh man, this is really difficult already. There, I agree that there are good. Good, it is. Yeah, (laughs) I brought this on us. I agree that there's uh, great movies and aspects to both. Um, I think I'd have to go slasher though because that's kind of where my roots lie a little more so i think i'll go slasher so we're going to open up the floor now let's do uh a few minutes of discussion what's uh what's the reasoning for everybody's uh pick i want to hear mr jay's yeah (laughs) it pained him Uh, it hurt his heart to hear that we'll be your support group for this episode it's like picking a genre of music. It's like I don't want to do that. I like <laughs> I like a lot of things, man. So it's got to be it's got to be this or no. So I think for me, psychological has a little more staying power for me, um, for the experience, for the potential for commentary, um, but slashers always made me think of a bunch of friends going out and having fun making a movie. Yeah, sure. I can only imagine how much fun all those people are having making that movie because it's not, it's not that much like they're not, they're they're not concerned about Oscars. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least, they are not (laughs) concerned about Oscars. I'm not trying to win an award. I'm just trying to have fun with the shit. Exactly. They're not they're they're not afraid of being snubbed. They're just having a good time. And right. and it is fun. And I will say there's definitely um at least it seems I would say, I won't throw a word like definitely out there, but it seems like there's more room for that those uh those in in camera magic tricks we talked about with practical effects and things for the slashers. Absolutely. But for the psychological ones I feel like it can take you on a different kind of journey. And sometimes slashers don't always have a ton of um, return power for the general public. Kind of like once they've seen it, they still love it, but then they watch it again and they're like, man, it was different when we didn't know what was going on and who was doing it. Um, I still love it. I think there are some that really change the game a lot. I am trying as I get older to appreciate some of these movies that just didn't grab me as much growing up. Um, 
but again, in the psychological ones, it's like, I mean, those things have legs and there's a lot, well, of, there's, it, there's, there's a lot of learning in, in, in uncover. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I feel and, like, uh, with the psychological ones, I actually kind of feel like for me, it's the other way around. I feel like, psycho- really? yeah, I feel like psychological for me, as much as I enjoy them, um, they actually kind of stick with me a little less than the slashers because depending Ooh. on depending on the movie, they're not psychological movies aren't always the most fun viewings as well made and as deep as they That's are. True. Like I think I think of um uh, we were just messaging about this earlier. I think of the Babadook or Hereditary. Yeah. In that they stay, yeah. they stay with me, but I feel like once I've contemplated it to a certain extent, and like I've gotten, I feel like I've gotten to the root of it all and have hit sort of a glass ceiling with the thinking. I feel like after that, it doesn't really yeah. stick with me, and I don't really. I get to a point where in my head, I feel like I've dissected all there is to to go into, and then I'm like, yeah, I you know it's enjoyable, and like I love the Babadook, I love Hereditary, but I don't feel the need to put it on again anytime soon whereas something like a slasher and like you know we have you know the the popular ones like friday the 13th halloween um nightmare on elm street but there's a lot of other hidden fun slashers out there um sleepaway camp absolutely being one of them one of my one of my favorites um and there's a lot more absurd ones like uh killer workout with uh (laughs) a slasher taking place in a in a gym uh with a giant safety pin they are easy yeah, to make. Now, and I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I think slashers tend to have more room to be fun. Whereas movies like Hereditary are so impactful, but there's nothing fun about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's No, a, not at it's all. It's a beautiful, gut-wrenching way to tell a story of grief and to experience grief and to have a director like, like Ari Aster, who really doesn't seem to care about the viewer's comfort. No. Um, you know, he's not oh, gonna, he he's doesn't not care gonna, at all. See Midsummer <laughs> for not reference. He's going to rescue you from this grief. You know what I mean? You're going to sit there and you're going to watch this incredibly grief-stricken moment that keeps going and then you realize, I haven't taken a breath in like 45 seconds. Oh my gosh. But... <laughs> That is a beautiful way, a beautiful metaphor for for loss and grief and handling it and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's apples and oranges. I'm very glad I live in a place where we don't have to pick. Boom. Yeah. Um. It, well, and and tell me too. Am am I correct? Is is Ari Aster? Uh, did he do the one? Um, uh, did he do Mother? No, that, no. that was uh, that that was Darren Aronofsky, and that's that, right. Okay. Yeah. Aronofsky. Mother was incredible. Mother that, was incredible. Yeah, good stuff there. I thought it, it's it's funny to read. Not funny. I don't I don't mean to say that. It was interesting to read <laughs> some commentary on it where people are like this 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 makes no sense. But every Christian who saw it is like, oh my gosh! This no, is, it's it's, this it's is a, a scriptural complete, allegory. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a it's a biblical tale in a horror movie. It's it's the Bible from front to back, basically, exactly. through and through, front to back. 
it is yeah from genesis to revelation like it's the bible front to back yep um so i thought that was interesting that that someone would go do that but yeah you know to to your point you don't exactly say man i just i kind of want to watch mother and have just a good time (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly yeah that's you know, funny. I'm ready to think about some stuff. Maybe put on mother. There we go. Well, it, well, yeah. Well, it's it's a if it it's a difference of watching something that you want to have a good time with, and then also watching something that's kind of going to be impactful on you. Um, yeah, two different. You know things. what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I. I mean, because you don't watch. You don't watch Friday the Thirteenth and go, oh, I don't want to watch that again. Like, you're like, yeah, I'll come back to that. I watch um, the other but, like, like twenty thousand sequels that they have. Yeah, and but then you watch something like Mother, and like you watch Mother, which is totally psychological, um, and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. there I, don't you know, go. I don't know what I want after that. So, so Jason, yeah. let me Jason, let me ask you this. I mean, it then. makes an it makes an impact, but it's it's just at the same time, it's not like something that you're on a Friday night just wanting to like chill out and you know have fun and be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that Mother. Is, That's really, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, let me ask you then, because you you went psychological with this choice. Uh, what is it about the psychological horror movies that made you uh, make that choice? Um, well, well, so again, like kind of just what we were talking about, it's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's a difference of what you want to watch. Um, the psychological movies, because you mentioned, you know, like the, you know, the Babadook, um, and then of course mother is one of them. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, there's there's a ton of them. Uh, Midsummer, um, so they're 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 good watches because like you're watching them and you're just like, um, and especially Midsummer, like the opening of Midsummer with the the girl uh, with the hose pipe very taped heavy. into her mouth. Yeah, like like you're watching it and you're just like, oh my god, what am I yeah, watching? That's intense. Um, yeah, and 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 it's cool because I I want to see stuff that's intense like that, um, but you know at the same time, you know it's just like it, it's just like what I'm in the mood for. Sure. Um, yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, typically, like when I'm when I'm going to watch a horror, or you know watch something, um, I I like something that's pretty. Ton- tongue in cheek um then it's kind of funny uh and then i like it when they go extremely funny like tucker and dale versus evil oh uh, future yes. episode yes future episode coming soon hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so, so yeah funny. yeah so you know what is this like you know do i want to have a fun time um and a lot of people complained about the um the remake of Friday the 13th, um, the one that has Jared Padalecki <laughs> in it. Yeah, see, I, yeah, Listen, I love that it. Was, that was incredible. I thought Derek Mears did a beautiful job. 
Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, so he's he might be referring a little bit to me because I saw that in theaters because a um, little bit of backstory about myself. The first slasher movie and one of the earliest horror movies I saw was the original Friday the 13th. And uh, yeah, so I'm love, love, love Jason. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I was pumped out of my mind for that remake. And I loved it when I saw it in the theater when I was in high school. Um, upon revisiting it maybe three years ago, I actually watched all Friday the 13th movies like from front to back. Um, ah. And I still have a lot of enjoyment that comes from watching the remake of Friday the 13th, but it's, it was one of those first ones to kind of be like a remake, but also somewhat of a sequel to the original, which we see a ton of now. Um, sure. my problem rewatching it was that, uh, not enough Jason. It's a very, it's a lot slower than I remember. I get that. I get that. I just thought um, it had some legitimately like tense moments. Oh, absolutely! There, uh, when it's great, it, it's great. Yeah, it did. Um, and and kind of getting into that vein too, like yeah, like cheesy slashers. Um, I mean, yeah. Freddy versus Jason. Like, come on, yeah, man! Come on. Golden, like, that golden thing, movie. That thing is so good, so good. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean it. The the slasher versus the psychological thing, it's it's really about the mood that I'm in. Like, sure. I, I mean, agree. I mean, do you want to be challenged or you want to just have some fun and kind of not think for a little bit? Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And so listeners, Kev, what's yours? Uh, slasher. That was my answer. <laughs> slasher was your answer. Okay. Yep. So as we. Uh, and listeners, as you're checking this out, you know, kind of we're made, I've made some social media um, places as I've, as we've built up this podcast, we're on Instagram now and Facebook midnight terrors podcast for both chime in, leave us some comments, send us some messages, your thoughts on, on these, this or that questions. Cause we want to talk to you guys about this stuff too. And uh, so as, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, no worries. Uh, so as we're talking about the slashers, that ties into our next this or that question, which is Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? Ah, that one's easy for me. <laughs> Mr. J? Start us off. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Michael Myers. Yeah. Same. Yep. Three for three? That's the deal. No, I love Jason. I think Kane Hodder did a great job. I think Derek Mears did a great job. Mm-hmm. Others did great jobs. I think I think Warrington Gillette did a great job. I also think it is like the most interesting. Like if you ever need the name of someone, just off the top of your head that just sounds rich, Warrington Gillette. Like, yes. That name <laughs> just sounds like well, the name's Warrington. Warrington. Gillette, that's oh. awesome. And you're like, he's literally one of the Jasons. And that name every time just sticks out to me like, wow, golly, I guess things at the tennis court were really packed that day. And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to go do this movie. I'll go play a slasher. Yeah, we've got, oh so we've got the two, here. we've got the two silent killers here. And yeah, from what I just heard, he's a nice guy. I'll say that. He's a very oh, nice I'm guy. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we've got the two silent killers here, and, you know, like we just said, it's three for three. We're all Michael Myers people. I just feel like, as a character, Michael Myers is 
like in the highest of tiers for horror iconography and obviously what the original version of Halloween from 1978 did for the genre, not just the slasher genre, but Halloween is the epitome of doing a lot with very little. We've touched on that a few times. You know, it's, it's a few hundred thousand dollars and he, John Carpenter made not only one of the most iconic um, horror characters, but Halloween is still terrifying to this day to me. If I'm watching that at home, one of the most iconic songs for, yeah, with just for, for a horror theme. Oh yeah. His, his partnership with, with Deborah Hill. I mean, yeah. they were breaking some boundaries early on. Absolutely. That, I mean, in truth, they're just they're just making a movie. I don't, I don't know if they even realize, hey, we're breaking boundaries. But my gosh. Yeah, and you're talking. You were talking about this huge thing. Yeah, and the you're... Halloween theme, even out of season, like not like during like October or anything. Like it's still my cell phone ringtone, like constantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. Yeah, I listen people, to that score all the time. People hear it. People hear it like when I'm just at work, and they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Nice," <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I mean, but it tells you how big it is. Like, they hear that theme song. There are people who never watched the movie ever, and they know, and what they that know is. what it's from. And yep. They know exactly what it is. Right. So it's, there's it's, it's phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. Well, so there's there's two things like um, with Friday the Thirteenth. Um, they, they went from, you know, being these kind of legit slasher films and then you get into like Jason X, um, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, I remember going to see that in theater, um, and him, uh, picking up the girls in the sleeping bag and banging them up against the tree. Um. You know, um, so they they had some entries in the Jason series that were they kind of you know went into that like that horror comedy, um, sure, which I liked. Um, but then the Halloween movies, I mean, there's there's some cheesy aspects to it, you know, depending on which one you're watching. Um, it, it does have some cheesy aspects to it, but sure. it, it's also pretty consistent throughout. I would agree uh, with that. It is. And it, is. And it, it doesn't matter which, uh, which one you're watching, you know, whether you're watching, you know, the, what are there, like five before Zombie picked it up? Uh, right? There might have been... Six or seven? I think I think it's thing. I think it's eight. Eight. That sounds yeah. Because right. we've got Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween three, four, five, six, and then we got H two O. Then we got Resurrection, and then Zombie came in. Yeah. Awesome. Nine. Okay. And then so still like the zombie ones were great, of course. Awesome remake. Um, awesome remakes, by the way. Yeah, and even, um, you know, Bucky and I were talking about this the other day, that uh, watching uh, the second zombie one, uh, I was just, I was I was on the fence about it. I it, Like, I remember watching it and being like, meh, okay. 
And then I came back and watched it again. And then I was like, well, you know what? This thing's actually really good. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I also had to take some time to, to appreciate Halloween two more. I always enjoyed it. I always liked it. Um, but it's so, I would honestly say, um, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I'm excluding Halloween 3 here because that doesn't have Michael Myers in it, but I would say that Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is the most unique sequel that I think I've seen in horror. It is so, like, clearly its own entity and so different, and, you know, I I just met the women of Halloween from Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, and uh, I watched... Yeah, you're... uh... Yeah, your convention, right? Yeah, Carolina Fear Fest. So I met um, Daniel Harris, um, Christina Kleb, I think is how you say her last name, um, and Scout Taylor Compton. And Scout, the star who played Lori, was talking about how much fun she had trying to create that character for Halloween too, because she got to play Lori as we know her in the first one, but then in the second one she got to really make it her own in like really diving into the trauma of what someone would experience yeah. after something like Halloween. And- yeah, because because she's so tortured after the first one or just, you know, yeah, so, so traumatized. Yeah. I, yeah. I like when Rob Zombie goes a little trippy on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did too. I loved the first time I saw part two, I loved it. I loved the vignettes and the, the dream sequences or whatever mm-hmm. we want to call them. I don't know if we call those dreams, but when she's kind of in the middle of some of her um, panic attacks and kind of sees these these things. Um, I love that. Now, I will say, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to watch Friday the 13th more to kind of just appreciate. I mean, because we can't deny that it's had just as much of an impact. I mean, you you pull up a, a hockey mask like that, and nine times out of ten, someone's going to say Jason. Jason Voorhees, yep. Hockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's iconic. There's no denying it. Yeah, yeah. It and is, and Friday, like, go yeah. ahead. No, I feel like just Halloween is just. I think it just interests. I found it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the arc, the storyline, the the character. Of course, I thought it was genius. The whole the the mask and mm-hmm. there are times where you just you you know they must have made several of them and they're filming from different angles and lighting it in a different way to give it a little expression. And like, no man, it's all just this flat thing that you just project onto. So I thought, it was- yeah. And, and do you know, um, is, is it this, is it the same mask the whole time? Because it was, um, it was just a white painted, um, William Shatner mask. <laughs> Yeah, all they did was kind of. They, um, did they keep it the whole time? They 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 bleached the eyebrows, painted it white, um, made the eye holes a little bigger, um, kept right. the hair, and did it did it that way. You know, bleached the whole thing white. Um, I think they may have had three or so, but they were all they based off of that same design. Different. Yeah, they weren't intentionally different. I'm sure there right. were minor differences in the eye holes because they're cutting them with scissors. And again, it's a bunch of college friends making a movie. So, right. Um, you know, it's not like they've got Tom Savini doing like identical work on them. So, right. Right. But it just, it's so interesting to me how even, even in the newer ones that 
you know, the first one that was filmed around here and the other one up in Wilmington, you're just like, I know that mask looks like it has different expressions. And they they keep swearing that they that it doesn't. I mean, yes, it's yeah, you kind of degrees of degraded, but no. Yeah, you kind of feel that way, but it's it's yeah. I mean, it's the same one. Like, yep. Good stuff, Michael Myers for the win there. Yes, I do. Have yeah, to... Myers. Yeah, Myers in in all of his different, um, and especially. Uh, you know, I love the zombie ones, and the new ones are great. The ones that Danny McBride yeah. are, oh, love and the new ones. all of them are working on. Yeah, they're yeah, they're great too. Yeah, good absolutely. stuff. Halloween, absolutely. So this is a. Uh, I'll announce this on on the podcast. Uh, a lot of my friends and family always knew me as I always said my favorite slasher was uh, Jason Voorhees, and I think that the older I get, well, not I don't think it, but I know it. The older I get and the more I go back and watch Halloween, I think I'm a Michael Myers boy. I think that's my uh that's my favorite slash yeah, right now is Michael Myers. So <laughs> Well, cool. I do have to point out one thing before we move on to the next one. Uh Jason, you know I've been quoting um my favorite Friday the thirteenth movie. I love Jason X, but my favorite one is Friday the thirteenth part five, a new beginning. Because yes, you that, were talking about that the other day. Yep. Yep. That movie is insane, and you gotta love the porta potty scene with the damn enchiladas. Well, and we can't we can't forget about Paul Rudd too. <laughs> oh yeah, in Halloween uh, six. Uh yeah. Yep. That's I actually like that one. I know a lot of people hate it, but I actually enjoy that one. Um, yeah. But maybe we'll discuss that more in depth uh, at a later date. But let's move I on. I do have the... to ask real quick. Have sure. you guys seen the director's cut of that one with Paul Rudd? Um, I don't, I don't know which cut I, I saw. Wildly different. I, that's what wildly I've heard. Different. Yeah, I think I've only seen the theatrical cut. Yeah, I can't say that I've seen the director's cut specifically. I may have, but I'm not sure. It's not easy to get a copy. Or at least it wasn't. I mean, it was going for a decent price online for a while. And I'm assuming probably uh, still on VHS. No, I mean they they put it out on Blu-ray. I think they. Just oh, really? A lot of okay. I I have one, so we may have to. Oh, okay. Over. Watching party. Yeah, we'll have to check that one out. <laughs> cool. Sounds good. Well, let's All move right. on to the next uh, this or that question, and uh, ooh, this should be interesting. Paranormal or sci-fi? Oh. Uh, I, I already know where I'm going with this. So, all right, Jason, I'll, you go I'll ahead let... and start us off for this one because I want to. I want. I've actually been wondering what you were going to say to this. Um, I, I'm definitely going sci-fi. Really? Um, yeah, I love, love, love a sci-fi horror movie. Um, so aside, aside from Alien, um, and you also <laughs> talked about Fire well, in the knew, Sky. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was going to be the first one that I was going to go for. Well, of course, you think sci-fi horror and aliens, what everybody goes to. But what yeah. other what other movies are out there in the sci-fi horror um, genre that you like? Event well, Horizon. I mean, come on, D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still need to. I still need to see that one. Yeah, uh, Event Horizon is uh, a gem that not a lot of people know about, or um, you know, even recognize. But it, it is so good. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out. Um, yeah, and it, and and I 
even outside of um movies because probably the main thing is is like the alien franchise because i love of course all of the alien movies um like well three <laughs> we could probably forget about um <laughs> you like you like resurrection more than three? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow so i usually hear it the yeah, other yeah. way around i feel like there's a lot of defenders of alien three these days well and it, it it makes me sad too because um alien three is uh directed by david fincher that's I'm right. a huge adventure yeah. fan. Love him a lot. Um, so, unfortunately, he just kind of got a bad script. Um, but yeah, that's probably my least favorite. Uh, Resurrection's really good. Um, and you got a ton of people in there. You got Ron Perlman. And then, what's the guy's name from uh, Robin Hood? He's the sheriff. I can't remember his name. Um, anyways, oh, gosh, yes. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in there. I mean, there's a ton of people in that movie. And it's good. Um, and it's uh it's it's cool too, especially um when they hit the underwater sequences and the aliens are swimming and coming after them and everything. But so they they took it kind of next level with resurrection. Um, but then um you know, once you get to uh you know, the newer ones. Uh, the newer ones are good too, because um, Ridley Scott came back. Um, Prometheus was great, and so I, I, I really like sci-fi horror. And just oh, on a side tangent, Dead Space, like oh, the yeah. most terrifying, very good point. The most, yeah. <laughs> like the most terrifying thing in uh, sci-fi horror. Like I mean, so yeah, like I mean. And and you don't get many of them, which is disappointing. No, that's a very um, that's a very scarce uh, subgenre. It seems like now. I'm sure if you went on the Sci-Fi Channel, you can probably find a bunch of a bunch of ones scattered around. But yeah, as far as like big theatrical ones, not so much. Yeah, yeah, you don't get a lot of them. Um, but uh, they're good. I I love the sci-fi horror genre. Um, whether it's games, whether it's movies, whether it's anything. Um, and I mean, I guess you could throw the thing in there. I wouldn't really, Yeah, I, I've never thought about that. Yeah. That's a tough one. So you, you sort of could, because I mean, it's, it's a thing from outer space. Um, and of course, you know, it's like one of my favorite movies, um, well, it does, you know, sci-fi, science fiction. I don't I don't think it necessarily has to be in space cuz you could look at um yeah. Uh I think this might still be from outer space. I I'm not sure cuz I haven't seen it, but something like The Blob. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's Um a... but yeah, so oh, Yeah, J- so Jason, the sci-fi we, and, and well, go ahead. We skipped over. I can't believe we haven't brought this up yet. We all love Alien, but uh what about its antithesis, Predator? Um, you know, like Predator, I, I don't even see Predator as horror, to be honest. Oh, I, I just rewatched the first like one action? not too long ago. I, actually... yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I, I think it's action. Um, yeah. now the first, the first Predator. That's what, um, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and there's, uh, that, that's another franchise that's kind of hit or miss. Um, oh, yeah. You get some good ones, you get some bad ones. Um, but know, the original, yeah, like uh, there's some 
there's some pretty scary moments in there. But I'm like, I I kind of put that more in in the action genre. I'd put that more like around like Terminator. <laughs> well, that's actually what I was going to bring up okay. too. Is there's uh, there's people that definitely yeah, view uh, Terminator like at least the first one. They view uh, Terminator as almost a sci-fi horror movie as well. I think both well, of those. Well, yeah, and you. Both of those you would have be like characters and actors. Yeah, I think both of those. I think Predator and uh, Terminator, at least their first entries, I honestly do kind of consider them horror. But I know we can look at Predator, and it's. I mean, it's Arnold, so like he's you know the action star. But I, you know, having yeah. just re- having just rewatched it not too long ago, it's definitely. There are some scary moments in uh, in the oh, first there, Predator, oh, yeah. and ter- and Terminator, absolutely. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe maybe that could be another podcast episode where we talk about movies that are like we discuss whether we personally consider them horror or not, action or horror. Yeah, yeah, because there's a couple of different directions we'd go with that for sure. Um, Mr. J, what you got? So I would, I would probably side more so with paranormal. Okay. Even though really either tends to grab me more than the other. Um, every movie you've mentioned, I, I think, unless I've lost track, I, I, I dig. I mean, Event Horizon, my, my wife's favorite band of all time did a concept album based on Event Horizon. And they're oh, paralleling wow. <laughs> it with the divine comedy, you know, Dante's Inferno and all that. Um, yeah. And it was just fantastic. Alien, oh my gosh. <laughs> just classic. It, it's hard to say enough about it. Yeah. Um, but the parent, the, I, movies like The Conjuring, The Ring, things like that kind of grabbed me, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Oh, you accidentally jumped ahead, but we'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry about that. No, no worries. No, 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 no. No, it just came up generally. But did yeah. I did I send this? Did I send this this or that to you, Jason? Like, do you know all the questions off the top of your head? Uh, not you, all of them, but we we were talking about them. Yeah, I remember that one. We were talking about it the other day. Cool. Okay, but uh, paranormal, uh, ring, conjuring, that kind of stuff, like sticks with yeah. you more. I I feel like they do. I think the world building that Ridley Scott's done is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but it yeah. feels like it just kind of stays contained for me. Whereas some of these other things kind of seem to, to live in a different way for me. Um, okay. And, and just kind of feel, I, I don't know. There, there's, there's kind of a presence to them um, that at least for me, I don't want to say feels more tangible, but in, in, in a way it kind of does, as opposed to aliens is like, it's over there. It's awesome. It's over there. It's great. Um, but you know, I'm not on spaceships, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, uh, right. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so this just, well, you, um, yeah, it, I, I you, you feel like it, either. <laughs> you feel like it hits more close to home. I think so. I think so. And it's fascinating to kind of go down that rabbit trail and, you know, is, is this, are these psychosomatic responses? Is this, man, these, these people kind of thought themselves into problems versus they actually, these, these, these things do happen. You know, um, it's an interesting question, but at least it is a question. Whereas sure. the aliens one, it's like, it's over there. I don't, I don't really, 
there's, you know, nothing in me that's like, hmm, tomorrow will these aliens be running around <laughs> spitting acid on everybody. True, true. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, so I, I think that might be what gives this more of a leg up that it just, it feels a little more closer to home, a little more in reality, arguably, because again, we're still talking about literally paranormal or sci-fi. Neither of them are supposed to be overly quote unquote reality. Sure. Um, right. But I think that's why I might side a little more with paranormal. I think, I think I would have I'm to. I'm not giving up aliens. <laughs> I think I would have to agree with you. Paranormal is kind of just what I found first. And I think of um, one, what I consider to be one of the scariest movies of all time. Um, the original Amityville horror. Yeah. That's still, yeah. I know people view it as goofy and I thought it was more beloved than it is, but I don't know, man, that first Amityville horror, like the whole scene with the priest in the bathroom and the, the ominous voice saying, get out. Um, yeah. and then the red eyes like in the window and stuff like that movie still freaks me out to this day, but, um, and it has a lot of heart, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. You feel for this family and, I think that's what I love about movies like that and the conjuring. And you really identify with the plight of this family. Who's like, they got a good deal on a house. They're going to overlook a few things. Um, you know, the past eventually don't have anything to do with them. It's going to be okay. And then just awful stuff starts happening. And it's how much can you take before you want to admit to yourself? Maybe there is something going on. Cause I think most of us, it would it would take a fair amount of convincing. I don't think any of us on step one would be like, I bet it's ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think we'd do that. We'd be like, nope, I that mirror just flew across the room on its own. Yep. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> but yeah. I, I, there was, when I was getting into horror, like, ghost movies were, like, the thing at the time. Um, there was, yeah. you know, like one movie that I, that I loved <laughs> when I was in middle school and I actually loved the whole trilogy and it, they're absolutely ridiculous, but I really love them and they're a little less well known, but the boogeyman trilogy. Yeah. I enjoy that quite a bit. The first one definitely being the most, um, supernatural, but yeah, the conjuring movies for sure. Um, I mean, even well, more, even, we, would, we would be bereft if we did not mention poltergeist. Yep. I mean, I feel like no one else Off on this podcast should head. be. Yeah, I feel like no one else on this podcast has any right to talk about Poltergeist except for you, because you absolutely love and adore Poltergeist. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, I even even if you don't want to talk about horror films, I mean, it's still one of the best movies ever made. Like it's it's. Do, do you remember what it was rated? Um, it was PG, wasn't it? I'm looking it up right now to make extra sure. <laughs> I think it was PG. Right. All right. There we go. What say you, Mr. Kevin? What say you? What do I think it was rated? Yes. Um, I'm going PG as well. I can't remember exactly what year in the 80s it came out, but I think it was before. 1982. Yeah, so that was before PG-13 then, right? Yeah, it is PG. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Well, and actually, if if I remember, I could be wrong. Doubtful. 
<laughs> Impossible. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think that was one of those movies that pushed the fence uh, to get the 13 rating in there. So it was You're PG at the right. time. It was PG at the time, and they didn't have the PG-13, I don't believe. Um, and that was one of the ones that they were like, oh, okay, we need to have like a a little extra step in there before we get an R. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, uh, Gremlins was kind of the the movie yeah. that, that broke the boundaries and brought in PG-13. But I'm sure Poltergeist and... I mean, you even look back like, I know it was like a decade before, but Jaws is PG. I mean, that's crazy. Yep. Jaws is heavy. I was watching Jaws on Saturday. Yeah, summertime, man. Yeah, man. When when Quint's, when Quint's getting eaten, uh, <laughs> Ooh, it's pretty right. rough stuff. There we go. <laughs> Listen, I think in Jaws, isn't, isn't the longest, mo- it, it holds the record for something when, when Quint's telling that story about him and all of his crewmen being in the water. Uh, yeah, uh, they were it they were on so the Indiana. Intense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so intense, and it's crazy how like almost every time I hear that, I'm so captivated that I forget for at least a couple seconds that there's a shark it's, out there. Yeah, it's it's like it's a so captivating. It's like a ten minute monologue. Um, and I think it holds like the Guinness record of like longest. I think it was something like that. And it's insane. Like, yeah, just his yeah. delivery and everything. Like, you know, he's, you know, especially talking about, you know, they've, they've got eyes like dolls. They're dolls' eyes and they roll <laughs> over. Like, it's, it's so creepy just the way that he tells it. Um, the choice to cast him as Quint was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it's actually really funny. Um, the girls were watching um there's this animated show called um uh barbie dream house and they were watching it and there's like these dolphins that are coming up out of the toilet it's it's super random okay um but ken from barbie and ken ken's like Uh. you ever seen a dolphin's eyes they're like black eyes. They're like dolls' eyes. And he all like, wow. I was like, wait, I'm watching a Barbie show and they're doing the Jaws thing. That's um, funny. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, quintessential um, uh, dolphin scene, Jason, would be what we just talked about the other day with uh, Ace Ventura, pet detective, when he's talking about <laughs> about Snowflake. <laughs> going, e, e, e. Do, yep. do you do you know him? Does he call you a tome? Do you have a dorsal fin? <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, cool. Um, so what did you well, we had sci-fi and um sci-fi and paranormal. Did you make your pick up? Yeah, I said paranormal. And one uh okay. one series that I'll I'll briefly mention that I love in the paranormal genre is Insidious. Oh yes. Good stuff there. That. Those movies for pre, for PG thirteen horror, that's PG thirteen horror done right. Yes. So see, unfortunately, that was just one that I just couldn't get on board with. It's okay to be wrong, B. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the moment has finally come where Jason is and, wrong. And Mr. J spits out my favorite phrase, saying, "It's okay to be wrong." <laughs> um. now, I, now I see where you got I that. Love one thing I absolutely love about Insidious 
is I find that sometimes I know I know sometimes the script calls for it and it makes sense, but sometimes the conflict and friction between the husband and wife in movies like that feels almost like they drag that on for so long and kind of avoid it just kind of takes up screen time and takes up run time and you know here we are 45 minutes in 50 minutes in and one is still trying to convince the other that this is really happening and yeah you know, I don't, and it I just don't, feels like dude I, you know, yeah i don't i don't think from the jump i think it was like within the first little bit the husband and wife were on board together going oh crap this is real yeah i think i think it's a I like that. Yeah, it's it's not too long. I think it's maybe 30, 40 minutes when they move houses again because Patrick Wilson is like, okay, we'll leave. Um, and then from there, that movie I just gets crazy. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, my problem with it was, is like, um, like in the first one, I felt like there are a lot of really scary moments, especially like the little black and white kid jumping out of the, Tip-toe uh, through the, the wardrobe. and yeah, into the tulips, like yeah, and all that stuff. Like and that 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 stuff was genuinely scary. Um, but then when they started going into the, um, which if you want to go Stranger Things, let's talk about the I upside. I always down. say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the further they start going into the upside down or the parallel dimension. Like I, it just came off very cheesy to me, and I was just like, eh, yeah, it's called, like it's called the further. It. It's called the further in Insidious. Yeah, and that's it's completely that, different. It's the further. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> One's upside down, and the other one, you just go farther away, man. Yeah, you just keep walking a little longer. There we go. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going paranormal on that. So we'll uh, we'll jump into the next one. Oh, holy okay. hell, holy hell! We're actually only on question four. <laughs> But I expected that. That's fine. That's cool. Um, I may have to change well, the batteries. Well, I knew it was going to be a long one, so. Yeah, I may have to change the batteries in the recorder at some point when we get to the halfway point, but that's all right. Uh, so the fourth one. It's going to be a 2 I honestly am thinking that. Jason, what do you think? No, it's fine. Like, we can just go as long as we, uh, as long as we can now. <laughs> says I the mean, guy. I'm, says I'm... the guy who doesn't have to do the editing. I'm just kidding. Just well, kidding. yeah, this is true. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Um, all right, so next one. We're going to some creature feature here. Werewolves or vampires? Ooh. I mean, I got my, um, answer. I got my answer already because Jason preview, uh, or not preview, but spoiler alert, I said this on um, our Practical Effects, effects episode. Werewolves yep. all the way, baby. I know exactly where you're going. American Werewolf yep. in London. Um even, uh, um, uh, what's that other franchise? Uh, Underworld, love the werewolves in there. If you say Van Helsing, I'm going to punch you in the face. Dude, <laughs> you can shove it. I love Van Helsing, dude. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love Van Helsing, Oscar dude. <laughs> What'd you say? Speaking of Oscar nomination, they were robbed. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. So this close. It's very political. It looks so good. Um <laughs> No, dude. Also okay, so, also I mean, the, the howling well, yeah. silver bullet. Good stuff on the uh, werewolf front. Okay. Now you're throwing some out. See, yeah. now he's making me think. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, He's throwing some out. Come over to Team Jacob. <laughs> but you would lose <laughs> oh, God. the, the <laughs> you knew- lost boys. Oh, that's a low. That's a low blow. That's a low blow. That's a tough one between like American Werewolf in London or Lost Boys. Yup. But what's but what's honestly more more terrifying, the werewolf or the vampire? To me, the werewolf. Because the vamp- really? Yeah, vampires I don't find to be that scary, man. Well, the the vampire is. Or, for the most part, the werewolf just comes at you. Um, but there's more of a uh, with the vampire. It's like you you don't necessarily know that they're a vampire. They're more undercover. All right, so I would. Uh, I think, got like a long time to yeah get smart so about I think, how to deal with people. I think the reason that I say werewolves are scarier to me is I'm thinking about a lot of vampire films, and yes, there are some great vampire films like Interview with a Vampire and um, The Lost Boys. Dusk Till Dawn. You beat me to it, man. Yes, from Dusk Till Dawn. (laughs) But the werewolves, I feel like in film, are way more consistent in terms of how they they act, whereas we have, (laughs) unfortunately, in Vampire Land over there, you have the reputation of stuff like uh, Twilight, and then there are just some other, a lot of, lot of wow. romantic vampires in there. And that's just, I just find the Listen, werewolves to be more old, consistent. Be, you would still be trying to find the love of your life too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will is... tell you straight up, Twilight was the only movie my wife has ever tapped out of. Like the first one? The I... only one. Twilight. Like the first one. The second one of those cats started glittering. She literally reached for the coffee table and she yep. said, I don't know if you can hear this. She's like, I'm out. And like, got up. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. So I, I was, I was trying to figure out like, why do people like this? I want to, I want to, wh- what is the redeeming quality? What is the thought? What is the, cause it was a phenomenon, man. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Okay, I know it's not a phenomenon from like the horror angle. I know that, but it's still, I just still kind of wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by culture and, you know, sociology and all this stuff. And you can't say, well, that was just a little blip. Like, no, people were, people going crazy over that thing. But it was, I will always remember it as the only movie. And we've been through a lot of them. But <laughs> straight up was like, you know what? I'm out. That's really yeah, funny. I I, well, and. I I, I understand where you're coming from because it's, it's um, especially it was kind of in that era of, uh, you know, huge trilogies and huge uh, book, yep. you know, oh, things yeah. like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, yep. you, you, know, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I knew nothing about Twilight, but um, <laughs> yeah. Watch that first episode. I made episode. Much past what she did, but man. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think I got thirty minutes into the the first one, and I was like, "Yep, I am done now. Thank you." Uh, <laughs> I don't no, have I think... to understand that it's doing just fine without me. Yeah, you. It's, it won't, you is... won't. You won't hurt the. You won't hurt the ratings by not being one of I'm the the hundred people <laughs> that don't watch it. 
And now I, yeah, I, I will do it just fine. Yeah, I will. Some kids sparkling, and I'm I'm okay <laughs> with no sparkling. I will. That's, it's... I will shamefully admit that because I was in high school when it was a thing, I yeah, saw I saw three of the five movies. Uh, two, two, uh, two of which I saw in theaters when, uh, when the second one came out, I was like, sure, I'll go to the premiere. Cause like my mom and her friend were going and I got there and I just didn't expect anybody I knew to be there. And like everybody from high school was there and I was hiding <laughs> my face standing in line. Like, we're all here for the same reason. But yeah. For some reason, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's just, that was just the, uh, the cultural phenomenon at the, at the time. But as I've been talking about werewolves, there's a Blu-ray uh, movie in my room here that's kind of staring me down where we've got both a vampire and a werewolf in there that both look really good. The Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. Oh, Monster Squad is perfect. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, Monsters. didn't find its audience till later. Yeah, know, it's and so it's so good, it's, though. It's got everyone in there. You got Frankenstein. You got Creature Dracula. from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, you got everybody they, in there. They didn't really know how to how to how to present it, you know. Like mm-hmm. when well, I it's when like, I it's like... some of the cast, they're like, it was it was too young for like adults, but it was too too like, scary no for tween. young kids. There was no, yeah, there was no tween thing. Now for us as kids, we liked that stuff, so we were it was right up our alley. We're like, why can't there be more of this? I'm but sad I didn't I find it, it until like, adulthood because I would have watched that like every Halloween nope. if I found it as a kid. Oh yeah, because it's like it's like Goonies. Yeah, and it's it. it's like Goonies, yeah, but yeah, with the it's monsters. basically the Goonies with monsters. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Or like it's I I mean it's Van Helsing. It's all of the you know it it's all of the classic Universal monsters that are in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, like you said, with with the Goonies ax- aspect to it. You know, it's just a bunch of kids, you know, saving the world. And, of yep. course, you know, Wolfman's got no nards. Like, <laughs> oh. Wolfman's like got nards, yeah, ever. buddy. And yeah. that, uh, that Kick iconic... him in the nards! Yeah, Wolfman's that, I... got no nards! Oh, man, fat kid farted. Kick him anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolfman's got nards, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or that, um, that shirt that I've been wanting for a while, the iconic, just red 80s uh, Stephen King rule shirt. Yep. Good yep. stuff. I will it's tell so you this. Simple and awesome. Mm-hmm. I've seen those at conventions, and I'm always tempted to buy one, but they never. The last time I tried to do it, they didn't have my size, so I think I'll just have to order one online. Well, so I didn't. I didn't officially key in, but I'm. I'm definitely going vampires on this one. I figured. Um, <laughs> and I, I. I think you know what my first answer is going to be. Um, is going to be. <laughs> I love you. That, that would be Bucky's first answer. <laughs> it actually wouldn't be, but continue. Um, interview with a vampire. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean that movie. Like, uh, I don't think you can say anything bad about it. Nope. Um, you know, it's it's impressively gory, uh, dramatic, so good. <laughs> um, and then also the. At least the first two installments of Underworld are great, mm-hmm. which that's that's vampires and werewolves. Really you good sounded, music on that too. You sounded like you took a couple shots before before you said vampires, vampires, <laughs> vampires, vampires. I love the vampires. vampires. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so vampires and werewolves. Yeah, I will. It's I will kind give of a you, mixture. I will give you guys this on the vampire side. Um, you guys have um, a trilogy that I absolutely love, and in particular the middle um, entry into the franchise, the blade, mm-hmm. the blade movies. Oh yeah, the first. Bl- the first Blade is amazing. Yeah, but Blade Two is my um, favorite. Blade Two is very good as well. Um, actually, I think I might like Blade Two better than the first one. Agreed. Um, but man, listen, I wouldn't want to have to pick because there are so <laughs> many great werewolf movies. Uh-huh. All right, I mean, you're talking it. about Come Silver Bullet. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Silver <laughs> Bullet's Bullet great. Was great, dude. I mean, there's a movie called Ginger Snaps that. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's, I mean, there are so many incredible werewolf movies too. Um, I, I'm just glad we don't have to pick, you know what I mean? We can enjoy them <laughs> good all. Answer, good answer. You know what, you know well, what werewolf well, uh, movie I actually really like? Um, I don't know if you guys you have like? seen this, but I like the remake of the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. I really like, enjoyed I actually that. like that one. Great cast too. Yeah. Hugo Weaving, Anthony Hopkins, Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt. Yeah, I forgot that many people were in there. Yeah, that's there was a... a lot of people in it, and a lot of practical stuff too. Mm-hmm. And there's some CGI yeah, in there because there you just you had to. But yeah, when the Wolfman is there on screen, it looks great. Yeah, awesome. I remember. Well, and because that's where they were trying to kick off. Um, that was another part of them trying to kick off the uh, Universal Monsters like series. So mm-hmm. they did. Uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise, and then they... Oh, jeez. Uh, the I Mummy with Tom Cruise was insane. Which I don't get. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't They really, tried it with uh, Dracula Untold also. Right, right. That was another one. Which Dracula Untold's kind of underrated, man. Like, I, I agree. Think I enjoy Dracula Untold. I, I, I think it's pretty decent. I mean, I, I don't think it's like... The best thing on the planet, but no, like, I think it's I, underrated because no one talks about it. So mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, default. Is it? Worth I think it was a good watch. One person talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's underrated. Jason, you know what I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, of? Yeah, with, I uh, think it was a good watch. You know what I'm thinking of, Jason, with uh, Dracula Untold. Do you do you remember when you were bickering with my brother about Dracula Untold? Because in 2014, <laughs> he said it was the the best movie to come out of that year. <laughs> it was the it was the best movie ever made, and it was better than um, The Dark Knight. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kevin. Everyone can have their own. Uh, yeah, I, what, I don't even. Bucky, like, how old would he have been then? That. 2014, well, he would have been, and that was probably October. He would have been. Uh, 14, 15? 12, I think. Okay. Way into that movie. God, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was funny. He um, he saw it before I did, and he was like, Jason, I'm telling you that it is better than The Dark Knight. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he Fair swore enough. by it. Swore by it. He probably wouldn't say forever. that now. No, I'm sure he his, wouldn't now. His, but his testimony is no longer legally admissible <laughs> in court. Yeah, no, he's swore by it. He's like, but he did. At no, the time, gonna, he was like, "It's like the best movie I've ever no, seen." He's gonna, he's gonna be 21 at the end of the year, so a lot of time has passed. And uh, if we get him on the show, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll say differently because he um, will. He swears by 
mostly Marvel movies, but superhero movies of any kind, honestly. So, so question number five. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting one. Witches or possessions? Mm. This is uh, going to be a really tough one. That one's going to be pretty easy for me. Okay, you start us off then. Um, I'm definitely going possession on that one. Um, there's, um, number one, cause we've already talked about it previously. Um, I mean, the exorcist is like one of the most disturbing movies ever. Um, yeah. so you have that. Um, and then I even like, um, there was, uh, it was the exorcist beginning came in out like the early 2000s and i actually really liked that one like all the like all the other ones that came before that you know weren't great but um beginning i really did like and then um tons of different directions with that i mean you can look at the conjuring um trying to think what else uh what was there was one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Kevin, can you pull that? Yeah, let's see. It's a possession. I think that was just called The Possession. Who's in it? Jeffrey, yeah, think, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you said? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in The Possession, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's the one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Um, that one was, that was really great. good. Um, and then, I mean, there's a lot of possession movies. I mean, I would even consider, um, like Rosemary's baby, even though you don't find out until the end, of course, that, you know, she's having the devil's child, but I would kind of consider that like a possession style movie. Um, and then, um, the rights, uh, was really good. I think possession messes with me more. And I think, uh, just, uh, Overall, in general, just because of the Exorcist, <laughs> like I mean, because that's that's the one movie that I remember, and and we talked about this on the first episode. Um, it was the Exorcist, and it was the Fire in the Sky that I it, until I got into my older age that I could not sit and watch by myself. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I just couldn't. Yeah, so, so I yeah, think, I mean, uh, the, the possession stuff definitely hits hard for me. Yeah, so I think um, I, I'm actually kind of shocked that this is going to be my answer because if you would have rewound the clocks probably 10 years ago, I would have said possessions. But I feel like for me, I saw so many of those. Like for a long time, that was like all I watched that I actually burned myself yeah, out were, on it. There were a lot of them that yeah. were like, I feel like the twenty the twenty tens was like possessions galore. We got stuff like uh not just the conjuring, but um one that I watched a few times was The Devil Inside. Yeah. And uh mm-hmm. yeah, I just I feel like I burned myself out on possession movies. So I think these days I would go with witches because one, the witch is probably top ten favorite horror movies of all time for me now. But I also really like, um, I really enjoy Lords of Salem. Um, do you really? I do. I really like Lords of Salem, it, actually. 
that's an interesting one to talk about because me, you, and Mr. J are Rob Zombie fans. Yeah. Um, and Lord of Salem uh, is definitely my least favorite. And I've, you know, yeah, I, I know own a lot, it. I know a lot of it. people are, I know a lot of people feel that way about Rob Zombie with uh, Lords of Salem, but I don't know what it is, man. I just, I find it to be one of the more, much like we talked about with Halloween too, with it being so different. I just, I find it to be one of the more captivating Rob Zombie films for some reason. Mr. J, say it. I will absolutely say that that movie sticks with me in ways that I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I will agree that out of, out of zombies catalog so far, it feels like he wasn't completely finished with it, but every time I watch it every time, and I can't say that about a lot of movies, but every time I watch it, it leaves me with a very specific and consistent feeling that I can't quite put words to or understand yet. Yeah. Um, and when you, you, as I as I grow, I'll understand. But, when you um, when you say inconsistent, like what? Uh, like no, 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 like consistent. Like oh, consistent. Okay. Like, I like in the like the same feeling every time I watch it and I don't understand quite why I feel that way. It feels, um, I mean, to, to, to almost quote the movie, it disturbs me, yeah. but play it again. Um, yeah, ac- like absolutely. About it that just sits, sits with me differently, but I can't help but feel like it's not completely finished. No. Yeah. Um, see, and, I, and he even said that in 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 his commentary, he had so much planned for this, and had so much planned for that about that movie. But you know um, what? That, but you know what that actually reminds me of is there's some theories out there, and I'm I'm sure we'll do a full episode on this movie at some point. I'm sure it'll be like five six hours long because we could talk about it for for days on end. Um, there's theories out there that The Shining, uh, Stanley Kubrick's is is viewed as theories there's theories out there that he also didn't complete the shining and that's why it's such a a head scratcher for a lot of people and why there's so many insights into it and i feel like lords of salem is is kind of similar and whether it's intentional or um you know time constraints or accidental um i feel like it leaves a lot to the imagination when you don't give us all the answers yeah I enjoy well, the smaller scale. Um, I loved all the, the practical stuff he did in it. Um, I I thought it, I, yeah, yeah, captivated. I I think it's interesting that you guys say that it stuck with you because out of out of all of zombies films, well, maybe not all of them, but that's the one that like did not stick with me that hard. Have you revisited um, it lately? I, I not super recently. I probably, uh, you know, I've seen it maybe two or three times. I don't okay. remember the last time I watched it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was just one of those that just, I don't know. It just didn't, for whatever reason, it just didn't stick with me. We'll have to do um, a full. Uh, and so I. Fast. 
I find it interesting that you guys are saying that, like, yeah, it it, it kind of stuck. We'll have to do a full, like, Rob Zombie um, filmography on. dive one day. Because, one, we should do that to build up to his uh, release of his remake of The Munsters. Because, man, am I excited yeah. for that. Yeah. That's going to be so good. The, tra- the trailer looks amazing. But um, another PG I, one coming out. <laughs> yeah, right. First PG film for Rob Zombie, I think, is what I is what I read. But I have a very yep. different answer for what I have as my as my least favorite Rob Zombie film because I like everything he does, but I have a a different answer that's my least favorite Rob Zombie film. Uh, but anyway, what are you going? Witches or possessions? So what do you think? I find that there's a lot more room lately for movies that explore stories with witches but i cannot deny the plethora of incredible incredible possession movies sure absolutely Um, a ton of great ones that that's i mean they spanned even even all the subgenres of horror you've got great found footage like the last exorcism i thought that was incredible um, yeah, it was good. I, I heard that one was good. One I never my, saw that one. It was it was great. I I love the exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, fantastic! That was incredible, and especially as as someone of faith, I love that the director was like, "I want to tell a tale of grace," and I think the best way to do that is to use the horror genre as the medium, and so it it is such a powerful tale of grace that line at the end you are guilty and you are free to go is just that's the whole gospel in a nutshell you are guilty and you are free to go yeah Yeah, i mean absolutely it just it hits you i mean in, in every movie that diamond said I mean, it's it's just there's such an abundance of material that is solid. It's not just it's not just well, there's a lot of it. It's like it's there's a lot and it's really good. And these actors push themselves. And I mean, I love hearing stories from Jennifer Carpenter saying like she wasn't originally supposed to do all those contortions. They had all these mannequin kind of things. And she just said, I can do that. And they're like, what? No, you. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. You can. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though.